cave without it. I'll be there with the hammers of justice. You make me a mistake, I will fucking kill you. It's not who I am underneath, but what I do. God, now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Let's dance, bozo. Hello, and welcome to Gotham City Limits, your premier place for all things Batman. He is Vengeance, he is the Knight, I'm M, and that's Autumn. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It is New Year's Eve when we're recording this. It'll be like, what, the second, third when this comes out? Um, That's Monday, that's the third. Um... But uh, we're here, episode 25, a, ha- a quarter century of excellence. <laughs> That's my age. <laughs> oh, you know how much that hurts me every time I think about it? <laughs> this podcast is as old as I am. The, the, <laughs> it's, it's specifically that the gap I, in our interactions doesn't feel very big. But when you say there's an 11-year gap, it makes my heart stop. <laughs> Um, did you spend any time with Batman this week? Oh boy, I sure did. Oh, did you? Yeah, so I finished Battle for the Cowl, um, which I, which is like mm-hmm. a huge, it, um, Rick, uh, was like, oh, I can't, I, I didn't realize giving you the end of Final Crisis would put you, push you directly into Battle for the Cowl, to which I said, you know, Battle for the Cowl was like such a nothing, I didn't even have time to like consider it bad, it just kind of happened really quickly and was done, um, they they make a new Azrael that they're like about to launch an Azrael like on running ongoing series off of. Um I wonder how long that went. I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> um and then after that I went to the thing that this has all been building towards, which is fucking Batman and Robin, the Grant Morrison run. Mm-hmm. Um about Dick Bats and Damien. And I read like eight issues and I don't like it. <laughs> That's everybody loves this book. That is surprising to hear. Um the thing is, um, that it's, it's just, Grant Morrison does one thing and they do it well seemingly, but I don't like that thing. It's mm-hmm. like, I wanted, I wanted a book about like Damien trying to bristle against like this isn't his father, Dick grappling with what it means to step into Bruce's shoes and like he's trying to be his father, uh, in his own way and like now I have to be Batman and what are the things I do differently? Like when I read like the like, um, the the Snyder stuff, like right before New Fifty Two, like Dick Bat stuff. There, I remember that stuff being like really good about this stuff. Um, and this is just like the array of like British weirdos that Grant Morrison rolls in with as like villains. There's always some other fucking guy. This is the introduction of Professor Pig, who I've always heard is like this terrifying villain, but he's just like a weird creep with like a mask doll gimmick and like a bunch of like camp sensibility but like really self-serious about it i'm like i don't need a new joker um this is not what i i just no i just just like it's so busy racing around doing like a new crazy villain and all this weird stuff the one thing i do like is in this book um and in battle for the 
Cal a little bit, but mostly in this. No, maybe it wasn't in Battle for Cal, but Tim is basically hanging out with Squire from Night and Squire, the British Batman and Robin. And they're just kind of like a duo. Like, you know, everyone else is like settling into this new status quo and we're just kind of like patrolling Gotham while they figure it out. And I think that stuff's like exceptional. I just wish it would slow down and do more stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, unless, um, there's like a whole bit about like, um, after after Jason Todd's Red Hood fell apart, um, Jason Todd's now a new like he's like Red Hood, but it's like the big like the Joker like Glass Dome Red Hood, but the rest of his outfit is like way more like the, I'm the Punisher, um, and he's got like Professor Pig's daughter as his like his raw his new Robin. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got a name I don't even remember what the fuck it is. Um, it's just doing more like meta, like what does it mean to be Batman stuff? This has been all Grant Morrison's thing, but I don't think the answers they come to are very interesting. Yeah. I just, have you read uh, Batman in the Black Mirror? Uh, yes. I really like that book. I remember I, really liking that book anyway. I really like that book because it's just like, it's what you were saying you want, which is just like, oh, coming to mm-hmm. grips with like, you know, um, how do I try to be my dad or whatever? Um, mm-hmm. and, and I guess I, from the way that people talk about the Grant Morrison Batman and Robin series, I guess I thought that's what that was. And so just, yeah, hearing you describe what it actually is does feel a little deflating of like, oh, I was hoping we could get out of the, you know, Batman RIP, like meta commentary shit a little bit. Yes. People um, love it, but it, it's not... Sometimes it works for me. Often it doesn't. I like, I like their books better when they're character focused. You know. So. Yes, I agree. Um, man, as far as I can tell, this this Azrael ongoing never actually launched. Maybe it's hard that sounds to say. Unsurprising. Mid mid two thousands DC is a fucking mess. <laughs> yeah, Wikipedia is not very good when you get to characters like Azrael. No. Seems like it might have. I don't know. I'm never going to follow it. That stuff was yeah. boring. Jean-Paul Valley's funny only in the context of the, you got this guy to replace Batman um, yeah. briefly. Um, but yeah, I did that. So that was fine. Um, and then I watched Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice I Ultimate Edition. Yeah. <laughs> um, which that movie's great. I mean, I've seen it before. I've, I've nothing really to say about it other than, um, it's incredible. And particularly, I think Ben Affleck's Batman is like exquisite for a very particular type of Batman that isn't like my Batman, but I would have loved to have seen like three Batman movies with just him being that guy. Just this weird, like, not only like before Superman, like weird fascist, like him and uh, Alfred have just been fighting a war on terror, but in Gotham City for 20 years. But after like restored man of faith, Bruce Wayne, who's like, actually, if I can assemble the gods, we can do anything because I believe. Um, And I think both of those things like jammed together are just really fascinating. Um, And then he was going to be in a movie where he fought fucking Deathstroke. And that sounds sick. So (laughs) sad that never happened. I should revisit Batman vs Superman because I haven't seen it since like it was in theaters, and then also um, I was living in a dorm room for a while where sometimes people would just put on HBO and that movie would be on. I, when it came out, I hated that movie, but like the Snyder cut really got me to come around on all the like Snyder DC stuff in a way that I'm like, there might be something in Batman vs Superman for me mm-hmm. now, you know. Um, hmm. I'm interested, I would be interested to see if I liked it now, I guess. 
Hello. Oh, M has lost me. Um, that's weird. This is weird. Weird. Hello. Hello. There you are. Okay, that worked. I don't know. Yeah, I was showing green, green dot too. You're just audio just... You were like, I was living in a dorm and then nothing. <laughs> yeah, all I was saying is that um, I saw that movie in theaters slash for a while I was living in a dorm where people would just put on HBO. And so I would just like see that movie on TV mm -hmm. or something. I <laughs> think I really loved the Snyder Cut. I really loved yeah. that movie in a way that's made me kind of curious to like go back to this movie especially, and maybe Man of Steel. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm going to come around on Man of Steel, but I think I have it in my heart to come around on Batman v Superman. I liked Man of Steel more when I rewatched it, like two or three weeks ago. Um, was surprised because I really disliked that movie. I don't think it's like a great film. Um, but I think Batman v Superman is really good. You have to you have to watch the director's cut, like the longer version. I think it helps a lot make mm -hmm. that movie hold together. There's just like a lot going on, and even even the way it is, I'm like this could have been like multiple different movies about individual pieces of this story and they would have been great and they're all mished together and it's like just dense and weird um but i like it a lot yeah um, um batman kills so many fucking people in that movie <laughs> that's the thing is that like um the 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 snyder cut kind of got me to come around on like this is not the superman or the batman in my head you know but like those are inter these are interesting enough different versions of guys I like that I can just like separate it out as like oh this isn't you know the real Superman but this is a Superman and I like this Superman you know um, so we'll see maybe I can come around on this in the new year yeah it's good uh, did you do any Batman I um, played slash watched. Uh, a long play of the adventures of Batman and Robin for the Sega CD. Um, um, is that particularly different than the SNES and Genesis versions? It is because, um, so I, I, Oh, is this the one that has like an episode in it? Yes. Yes. Right. I ended up in this rabbit hole because someone was tweeting about the Batman returns game and like how they play it on Christmas. Um, and I yeah. was like, Oh, that sounds kind of fun. And I was just looking at like Batman games of this era and yeah, the Sega CD version just, it has a really bad racer that I played like two levels of. Don't, don't play that. But go watch the cutscenes because the cutscenes are um, just a TMS episode of this show and they're incredible yeah. <laughs> and they got everybody back, <laughs> you know, yeah. not even back because I'm sure it was just like a different, you know, session, but mm -hmm. um, it, it, yeah, it's good. Um, you know, Ivy, like summons a plant guy and batman hacks it up with a like fire axe and like a really gruesome scene um that tms just animates the heck out of you know that sort of stuff 
Oh, um, the the wiki here is like uh, they didn't have to follow censorship guidelines, so the fight scenes are more violent than they could oh, get away with on TV. Yes, they are. <laughs> right. In a way that I'm like surprised that the ESRB let them get away with, but I guess this is like the early days, you know. This might even be like I don't know when Mortal Kombat came out. This might be pre um, ESRB. I don't know. Um. Ooh, that that can't ninety five. It's July ninety five. Oh, that can't be okay. right. Yeah, I was thinking of, I was just thinking of when the Genesis was around, not when the Sega CD was specifically was around. Yeah, yeah September ninety four is ESRB. Okay, okay. Um, um, that's cool. Batman I, just throws out, the Riddler then. onto a thing and electrocutes the shit out of him. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, the 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 SNES Genesis. Maybe it's on both. I don't remember. That one's like a cool. Um, like side-scrolling action game that, like, weirdly, Cuphead steals a lot of bosses from. Um, it's good. Yeah, it's a good game. when I when I like um popped this into RetroArch to play it, I thought that this was going to be just that game with cutscenes. Now, um, so I was a little disappointed to find out that the playing the game part is really bad. <laughs> but it's fine. Um, you can just watch the long play, and it's over in fifty minutes. You know, so that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, um fair enough. Anyway. <clears throat> yeah. Um should Do you want to do our comic or should we do the episode? Let's do Fear of Victory and then let's do the comic, I think. Alright. Our episode this week is Fear of Victory, the twenty-fourth episode of Batman the Animated Series. This came out September 29th, nineteen ninety-two. It is written by Samuel Warren Joseph, directed by Dick Sebast, uh animation by Tokyo Movie Shinsha. Um Autumn, what happens in this episode? We open on um Dick Grayson and his uh college roommate, um Brian Rogers. Um uh, who is the quarterback for the, um, um, you know, Gotham college football team. And they're watching on TV and they're seeing that a bunch of athletes are like weirdly like throwing matches and like losing a bunch. Um, and they're also, you know, Brian is all nervous for the big game on Sunday where, you know, all the scouts are going to be out there to see him. Um, they receive a telegram um that is very weird from a guy who looks exactly like jonathan crane Uh, (laughs) um and the next day at the game um brian like has just a total meltdown he's like seeing um the other players transform into the fucking monsters um you know and uh has to be carried off the field uh so yeah um Robin begins to also have this same thing. They're doing a, you know, routine, um, like, uh, punching some bad guys thing. And, like, Robin gets freaked out. He's, like, gets scared of heights um, and all this. And Batman's able to stop it. But Batman's like, you know, all this coincidence uh, with you, with Brian, with all these other athletes, I think there's something afoot. And he starts to investigate. Um, What he finds is that Scarecrow has been, like, giving fear toxin to athletes that is activated by adrenaline um, in order to, like, fix matches. So he's giving it to these star athletes who are just going to, like, not be able to play and they're going to lose games. 
Um, and then he's betting big on underdogs and making a shit ton of money because his ultimate goal is to, you know, poison Gotham with fear gas or whatever. Sentence five. Um, Batman and Robin are at another big game. Um, and um, Scarecrow is like threatening to poison the crowd and Batman's trying to stop him, but, you know, he needs help from Robin, and Robin pushes past his fear and, you know, helps Batman save the day, um, and uh, that's it. <laughs> they put they put Scarecrow back in jail. <laughs> um, this episode kicks ass. I skipped the, yeah. I skipped the part where um, they go to see if Scarecrow is at Arkham, and... Um, they just walk past all the villains that, uh, Batman has, like, put in jail so far, um, which is just an excuse to, like, get a couple Joker lines in this episode for no reason, but it works really well. (laughs) Uh, yeah, that's true. Also, uh, Poison Ivy's just terrorized in prison. I feel like you need to let her go. She's good, actually. <laughs> She's not gonna hurt nobody. She's fine. <laughs> um But um What was I gonna say? Yeah, I really like this episode. I forgot that this is a um this is like the first Robin episode that's not, you know, um you know, the uh Christmas special and I really like Dick in this show. Um He's a nerd. He looks like fucking Peter Parker looked in the 60s, but he's I, he's cute. I like him. <laughs> so football in the Gotham universe is like 1930s old timey football. Everyone's yes. just got a leather cap and they like they don't have normal pads. Also, everyone's fucking white. <laughs> <laughs> um, everyone's white except for his roommate, Brian. And also yes. they're watching a black and white TV, which blew my damn mind. It's the nineties. <laughs> they're watching uh, black and white TV. This show, this show's actually really weirdly inconsistent about whether there's TVs in color or black in black and white. Oh, is it? I kind of remember them watching something in color, but I, you know, I, I think at one point the back computers in color, but then there's other things that are in black and white. It goes back and forth. It's not consistent between episodes. Um, <laughs> good the quality control is just not there for that uh uh but yeah also like you can just go and like it's not a problem to bet on sporting events which i don't know what the 90s were like but i don't think it's legal to do that here in like i guess online it is now but um i think of sports betting as like an under the table kind of thing and not you just go do it never knows about it well it it feels like a thing that's like oh everything's fine but also Batman says gambling is illegal in Gotham. So I don't okay. know. Right. I don't know quite what the deal with that is. Um, because, like, Batman just knows about this bookie who's, like, you know, been getting cleaned out by someone. But um, it doesn't seem like it's that serious. <laughs> um, but, yeah, th- I guess that didn't... Um, really hit for me because now we just live in the age of like draft kings where um sports betting is totally fine as long as you do it on an app uh yeah it sucks it um, sucks 
anyway, uh, so Scarecrow got a redesign. I forgot he got this mid-period where he's got the, you know, toothy face, but isn't a full-on The Undertaker yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like this design better than asshole with a sack over his head but uh um, yes it definitely... absolutely i think he i so it's the thing is like i think this design's like it makes him a little creepier but i also think that the idea that like he's not he doesn't have a plan to poison all of gotham or anything he's just kind of like fixing some sports games to get some money together mm-hmm. because it's such like small time crime i feel like it's like more effective i like I so a super villain just trying to get like money together is like good to me yeah i like that um you know, um, I like just seeing Batman and Robin being like, oh, there's some guys trying to, like, rob someone. Let's go stop it. And it has nothing to do with the supervillain plot. And then the supervillain plot is, yeah, I was just trying to rob people. I don't know. Um, it's just not that serious. <laughs> yeah, but, like, in, in kind of the same way I talked about how, like, Joker just messing with his guy makes him more intimidating. This idea that, like, a weird psychologist who can poison people would do, uh, like, a thing like that to just... um like effects like just you know want to make some money he's gonna go poison a bunch of sporting events or whatever it uh makes him creepier to me make you know, let the villains do small time crime um and th- i mean then also you get like great stuff of like you know the if this happened in real life if someone was going around poisoning athletes it would also it would be like national news more than like an actual like huge crime would be <laughs> yeah this would be like this would just be everywhere if this was happening, um, in a way that, like, you know, shootings happen all the time in America, and, like, it's in the news for two days, and then it's gone. You know? <laughs> um, fucking sports journalists would be, like, debating this um, for months of, like, oh, do these matches count and shit? Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, it just, it made me like this episode a lot because it doesn't matter that much. I liked, um, I liked Dick in this episode a lot and I, um, you know, the animation looks good. The fucking, those guys transforming into the, uh, into the monsters. It just looks really fucking good. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Um, Dick really is a nerd. I, I didn't think I liked it, Grace, until I read comics because of this show, because he just kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like a, he's just like a 19 year old who's still Robin, and he's just like, golly gee whiz, Batman, I'm gonna do my homework and ace my exams. Uh, I hate this kid. <laughs> he's a fucking nerd. <laughs> I just, I just can't get over him and like his long sleeve shirt, um, under the sweater vest. That just like, yes, yes, <laughs> is not a look that, anybody wore in the year 1992 it is no the most this is a ward ass seduction of the innocent (laughs) ass robin if there ever was one 100 percent i i guess i was also surprised because i i thought that like um his um what am i trying to say his um introduction is the origin story beyond you know just the christmas special so it's kind of fun that oh robin's just here you don't really need us to introduce robin do you i i like that yeah it is weird though in that like we haven't gone we haven't gotten to robin's reckoning we don't have like 
because the way the 60s show was and everything, like the origin of Robin is like, ah, his parents are murdered and Bruce took him in. It's just not like a thing that is in the pop culture at all. Um, unless you're reading the comics. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, there's just like, yeah, this is very weird of like, oh yeah, I understand that Robin is in college, but, um, it is just like, they introduced it in such a shorthand way that like, um, I'm surprised, I guess I'm surprised at like that part of it. Mm -hmm. Um... It, I just, I, it, it opens the door for some weirdness about like Dick already being like kind of aged out of being Batman's buddy later mm -hmm. on when we get to, um, the stuff with Batgirl. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, that's later. We'll talk about that when the show gets to it. Cause, yeah. Yeah. um, I think it starts really good and then slowly like starts to slide sideways. <laughs> I mean, we, we will talk about that with the comic a little bit in the ways that I think that sort of slides sideways a bit. But, um, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that did remind me of, um, I just wanted to p point out a moment of Bruce Tim being Bruce Tim, which is, um, Batman, like, falls into the window of an apartment of, like, an older woman who's, like, half-dressed and gets the hots for Batman. Uh, <laughs> I just, <laughs> this show really is this show. Not older woman, like, middle-aged woman, I should say. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I just... This show is always doing this shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, Do we have anything else? This episode's like kind of just what it is. Yeah. Um. um Want to talk about that so? Comic? Yeah. Uh, just for if you're if for some reason you don't want to listen to about one of the best Batman comics ever written, I don't know why. Uh, next week we're doing the Clock King, so that's our episode. Yeah, it's a good one. I like that one. Um, that one's um, weird because I think it's a I think it's a show specific like a show unique villain that I don't think ever really comes back into. You could do stuff with that guy. He seems all right. Yeah, he's fine. I like that guy. I I didn't realize he was like from the show until just now. But I typed in the Clock King on on Google and it was just like, oh yeah, here's one picture of him from a comic, but mostly he's just in the show. Mm -hmm. Um. It seems like there was a different character called Clock King that's like just a different kind of guy in the comic. Oh, so, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Um anyway, uh that's it. We're going to talk about the comic now. This comic is Batman the, uh, the Batman Adventures Holiday Special. Um where's the publication on this? This is the problem with comic books. I don't know where to look for when this came out. Well, and it's, it's dated for January 94, I want to say, but comes out. Okay, like so that'd be, that'd be December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something November, like December 93. Yeah, yeah. Um, it could be 95. It could be 94. I don't know. Anyway. Yep. Um, this is one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, Six different uh, short stories. The one of them is just like a single page. Mm -hmm. um, uh, mo like writers of Paul Dini, uh, Bruce Tim, Ronnie DeCarmen, um, and then art by Dan Reba and Bruce Tim, uh, Glenn Murakami. Um, you can, or at the very Kevin least, I can, I can tell exactly when um, Glenn Murakami shows up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so th this is all stories taking place on Christmas leading to New Year's. Um, did we just want to cover them bit by bit, like each one? 
Yeah, sort of, yeah. Like, I can probably thing. summarize each one in like a sentence or two at most. Yeah, okay. Uh, so first one, Jolly Old St. Nicholas. Um, Batgirl is doing some last-minute uh, Christmas shopping, and she sees uh, Montoya and Bullock undercover as Santa and an elf at the mall. Um, so she's hanging around, like, trying to see if they need any help. Um, and lo, there is Clayface disguising himself as, like, eight different children running around the mall stealing things. Um, and, you know, Montoya and Bullock try to stop him, and then Batgirl shows up and helps helps out um and um they save the day that's about it <laughs> as far as plot goes um this is this is a story i kind of forgot this one i think this one's really cute <clears throat> it is cute you get uh so here's the thing bruce tam and paul dini just fucking love pinup girls and that's just going to be uh-huh. throughout this um so you get Renee Montoya and Harvey Bullock undercover and Harvey Bullock's like the world's grossest santa he doesn't even look like bullock from the show he's just like a weird like what if the thing was made of flesh yeah. uh that's how, what he's <laughs> drawn like in these um but then Montoya's in like a fucking elf costume uh, uh, elf elf costume that barely covers her hips kind of a yes, little bit yes yes <laughs> Yes. A real woman could not wear this costume and go out in public. She would be no. arrested. No. You would. <laughs> they just love pinup girls. They love them. Yeah. Um, this also features um, a page that is, like, really well laid out and, like, interesting visually. It's fucking incredible. But also, it's turbo horny. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it's Barbara Gordon getting changed into her Batgirl outfit in a dressing room, like like cubicle. Um, there's like a bit where like she like steps on a pin and she's trying to pull on her boots while she's like jammed in this small area, and it's like cool, it's good, it's a great montage, a bunch of great paneling, but it is also extremely like they think this redheaded lady is super hot and want to draw her getting undressed and redressed. It would be turbo horny without the Barbara Gordon feet shot, but also there is a Barbara Gordon feet shot in this. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um But yeah, also it just looks incredible. So I don't know. Yeah. There's also there's also um th- I mean this has to be fucking on, on purpose. Um when Barbara Gordon like when Batgirl swings in to save Bullock and uh and Montoya, uh she like you know missile dive kicks into yes. Clayface's head and the big sound effect over the top of it is splooge. <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> But then the page right after it, like, she kicks uh, Clayface out of, like, a second-story window down into, like, the street below, and it's, like, now it's, like, nighttime outside, and so everything's, like, in blues, and it just, like, fucking looks incredible. It's so well made. Yeah. Um, As far as the art goes, this is probably, like, my favorite story in the issue. I just... I I forgot about how good this story is. It's really fucking good. (laughs) Yes. Um... So, uh, do you have anything else about this one, or should we? No, no, no. It's just, it's just nice. I'm, I'm excited to get to Batgirl because she's a character I just like a lot. Um, mm-hmm. 
yeah, I know she's I, a ways off in these, but uh, Clayface is also good. Like the comic knows you can just draw cool shit with Clayface. There's a bit where he like makes his big like Wolverine claws and you just see there's like this tiny panel of them like fighting in the background as Montoya and uh, Bullock argue what to do. And he's just like mm-hmm. three times the size of Barbara Gordon. It looks incredible. Yes. Or like him transforming his hand into an axe. It just looks good. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Our next one would then be the Harley and the Ivy. Uh, probably the most, uh, like, influential story out of this. This is the reason that people read this issue. (laughs) Um, Harley and Ivy are bored on Christmas Eve, just hanging out in a dingy apartment together. Don't ask why. Um, they decide to go have some fun, and so Harley, um, sees Bruce Wayne at a party and, like, kisses him with the, uh, you know, Poison Ivy kiss stuff, and they hypno- Bruce into coming to the mall with them and buying them a bunch of shit, and then they accidentally kick him down an elevator shaft. We're like, "Oh shit, we killed Bruce Wayne!" Um, and then Batman shows up and kicks their ass. Uh, this is a very good story, and maybe the first like, "Oh, Harley and Ivy just fucking, huh?" <laughs> I guess we'll have to see when we get to the late like ninety three episodes if we've gotten to that one yet. Where Harley mm-hmm. and Ivy are hanging out, because there's an ep- I mean, there's an episode of the show that's like about them basically yes. being a couple. Um, that is like d- dubious canon where uh, Harley Quinn gets superpowers when <laughs> Ivy doses her with like you can't be poisoned by being around me uh, serum or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, this opens with them in like a fucking flophouse apartment, and <laughs> Harley is just like in like it's like midwinter. She's like in a like a cut off like a uh, halter top. Um, and then Harley is on the bed in underwear and like big floppy socks. It's just like, this is like three people's fetish. Each one took a different aspect of the image and we just put them together. That's it. They just got done fucking. They're arguing what to do. Here we are. Um, um this also establishes that Harley Quinn is Jewish, which is not a thing that I know is, is if that's carried on. Cause I was like, I don't remember this being a thing. I doesn't. I feel like it shows up in season two of the TV show, but I don't actually remember okay. that. I just know that they, she goes and sees her parents in season two. Oh, I don't right, actually yeah, know yeah. if, uh, I don't actually remember if there's any like Jewishness talked about there, but, um, yeah, I just remember the disaster with her father. That's what yeah. I remember. <laughs> um, and then, and then, yeah, they, they go to rob, you know, get Bruce Wayne mind controlled or whatever, but Bruce Wayne's in the middle of like, before he is mind controlled into following these women, he is like beating off a half dozen like rich society women, <laughs> literally with a stick. He's about to run away because they're coming for him like a zombie mob. <laughs> this fucking moron. I love him. <laughs> um, and yeah, you get a great like montage of them shopping and trying on a bunch of outfits. As Bruce Wayne, uh, the, the way they draw Bruce Wayne in this, I don't recognize this man at all. No, no. If you, if you showed me these panels without like if you somehow like cut harley and ivy out of it i would be like is that like a bad off model clark kent who is that I, I was like i was like black mask isn't in this show i don't think he exists yet but this is what i would assume animated series black mask would look like oh 100 percent um oh also we skip past the part where harley and ivy are in a limo um draping themselves over bruce wayne that's just another <laughs> fetish on the board <laughs> yes god uh, I love this because despite the way it opens, like their dress up montage is extremely like wholesome and good. Yeah. Um, there's just a bunch of cool fashion and like spraying each other perfume and mm-hmm. riding a cart around the mall. It's great. 
I and love he's it. just wearing Gucci for a minute. It's great. Yes. <laughs> um, and then they kill Bruce Wayne. They kill Bruce Wayne. I love it because they're like, oh, shit, we killed Bruce. Oh, well, who cares? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that one's just like, it's cute. It's good. Um, our next one is White Christmas. Um, this is the intensely Glenn Murakami one, which I was I was surprised that I can still spot Ben Ten from a mile away. Um, oh, I didn't know he did Ben Ten, but uh, this is the best looking one to me. I think this is fucking incredible. Well, yeah, because this is like Murakami to me. Just when he's doing comics, when he's doing animation, he looks distinct and Bruce Timmy. When he's doing comics, he just looks like Mike Mignola shit to me. Um, and it helps that they give him the Mr. Freeze issue. Anyway, um, Freeze has escaped from Arkham Asylum and Batman's trying to track him down. Um, there's a very sudden blizzard in, um, in Gotham that's like, you know, people are running off the roads and like they're not ready for all the snow um <clears throat> so batman's trying to stop him so that people are driving safely um and he finds he catches up with them uh you get the incredible panel of um like it's snowing in the gotham cemetery and bruce like sees um his uh family's tombstone and then he catches up with freeze who's trying to make it snow because uh him and nora got married on a snowy christmas eve um however many years ago um and it's just yeah sweet little mr free stuff you know uh yeah the, the last couple panels uh he's like standing in front of her grave and he's like we were married 10 years ago on a snowy christmas eve nora loved the snow i thought it sad that there would be none this year and i wouldn't want my nora to be sad tonight and then batman takes him away and that's the end mm-hmm. fucking incredible it's so good it's so good um no one's ever been more of a wife guy than mr freeze but uh or yeah, Mr. Freeze. I couldn't remember if it was Doctor. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dr. No Victor Freeze became Mr. Freeze. He he was uh, stricken of his uh, medical license when he became a supervillain. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. Um, but I love all the wife guy shit, so it's fine. It's good. It works. <laughs> yeah. I think this one's great. Uh, just Batman driving around the snow. Bunch of, like, the shape of Batman it's like yes. not even like you never see his jaw. You just see like the cowl and the eyes. Um, yes. There's like a good one where he rescues this girl and she's like, are you an angel? And it's just like the mm-hmm. Batman cowl, but like framed by the moon, like a halo. And it's really good. And then when he walks away from the Wayne grave, it's just, he's like wrapped in his cloak. Like he's cold. Like Batman would never be cold. But in this, he's like just walking away wrapped in his cape and you don't see his face at all. And it's fucking incredible. I love it. Yeah. Um, I, I really love the panel where, um, like this guy swerves off the road, um, and almost hits a little girl and Batman like grabs him by his tie and says like, get some chains. And you just see like the silhouette of Batman's face, like the eyes and the mouth and the jawline, but you know, you don't actually get any features. It's good. I love him. I love Batman. (laughs) Yeah. Everything in this is like really angular. It's like almost Mignola-esque. I'm like... This, like, veers into Hellboy territory. It's not quite as detailed, but it's not not that thing. Yeah. I mean, it it feels like, um, you know, Mike Mignola gets to make comics on his own fucking schedule so he can make them as detailed as he wants. It feels like I have a deadline and I'm trying to make a Hellboy issue. (laughs) Yes. Um, Um, And then our final story, then, is uh, what are you doing New Year's Eve? Uh... 
This is the Kevin Altieri art. This art does not work for me, but I guess I'll summarize the story first. Um, stop me if you've heard this one. Joker gets on the news and says, I'm going to kill a bunch of people tonight. Um, and Batman uh, figures out his plan and stops him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's about the long and short of it. <laughs> this one's like kind of weird and like you're right that the art does it's like doing the style but it's like what if bad anyone serious was like drawn in the style of like 50s like caricature almost mm-hmm. like it's it veers out of animated series into like a weird grotesquerie sometimes and not even just guys who would have like gro- joker toxin grimaces which is always like gross but there's just some faces that are pulled by characters in this that are like unsettling um mm-hmm. And weird, and some there's like one shot, one panel in particular where the Joker's head just seems like way too large. Um, it's page forty eight where he's like lording over Batman, and he just it's like almost like a newspaper, like political comic version of the Joker. Yeah, yeah, it's um, I understand what they're going for of like, oh, the Joker's here, and so we're going to introduce a little bit more like grotesquerie, yeah, but like it just doesn't hit it. It um. I, I really like the last three pa- pages. I think the like oh, yes. countdown to one where it, while that's happening, Batman goes into motion. And it's just him and the Joker having a, a fight that turns into Joker just pulling a gun and hitting Batman in the arm. And then Batman drops a bell on him um, mm-hmm. as the as New Year's rings in. That stuff, I think, works really well. But the rest of it. Yeah. Like, you know, we've Those seen this story before, like already. But yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Also, I am bewildered by the New Year's Eve in Gotham where everybody's just hanging out wearing Joker Joker masks. <laughs> I assume he distributed them, but yeah, I don't know why they would do that. I, I just, like, I assume everybody in this crowd knows a guy who was killed by the Joker, you know? Yes, yeah. <laughs> it just feels bizarre to me. Yeah. Um. So... Uh, and then the final short piece, uh, should old acquaintance be forgot? Um, this is the best thing that has ever happened in Batman. Um, it's, it, it might be. It might very well be the best thing that's ever happened in Batman. Gordon goes to a diner on New Year's Day uh, at like two in the morning. And um, Batman shows up and they share a cup of coffee. And um, yeah. I'm just going to read this because I just think it's great. Um, Because this is right after the Joker story. Um, Gordon says, uh, it was a close one this time. Uh, Batman says, they're all close ones. Uh, Gordon says, well, here's to survival. Hopefully we'll be doing this again next New Year's Eve. Hopefully. Um, And then Batman pays the bill and disappears while Gordon's not looking. Um, And it's just the best. (laughs) Yeah, the part where, like, no matter what's going on, on New Year's Eve, after this diner closes down, the guy there knows that Commissioner Gordon and the Batman are going to sit down and have a coffee and toast to what they've done and what they hope to do, Mm -hmm. Um, and it'll last five minutes and they won't even talk about it, that's just what's going to happen. It's incredible, there's, like, like, the romance of it in, like, the, like, you know, the sense of, like, Batman as a romantic figure um, is just so good. Yes. It, uh, I love them. Like we haven't seen a ton of Gordon being like just the best guy in the in the show so far yet. I love Gordon um when he's written well and uh this th- these three pages are why Gordon is good. Yes. 
also just like I love um you know this fucking um guy who owns this diner who's just like yeah I let Batman and Gordon like have coffee every year this is the thing that I do every year I need you all to leave you know um and Batman just like knows this guy and is cool with this guy <laughs> yeah Dino. 2 a.m. When uh, New Year's Eve, 2 a.m., uh, right when the police are busy, like, arresting all the drunk drivers, uh, which Batman doesn't bother with, they're going to go and have a coffee in this diner. Yeah. It's good. I love it. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I like. I also like the inversion of, like, instead of, like, him, like, oh, I'm going to nail his cape to the floor or whatever. We haven't gotten to that line yet, but that's coming. Um, he's like, someday I'm going to beat him to the check. Uh, it's good. <laughs> They even mentioned that it's the, it's the it's the same night as this last story because he comes in and he's like oh your uh, I heard your arm got hit he's like oh you should see the Joker or whatever it's good <laughs> yeah <laughs> you should see the other guy <laughs> yeah um I just I just love them I love them so much <laughs> yeah. This one's good. Like it's there's it's not particularly deep. Like each story is just like a handful of pages. It's all you need. It's incredible. I love these characters so much. Um, yeah. Who I wish every special Bruce Tim. Ooh, let's go back to the beginning. Um, I have look. it open here on this app. Let's see if I can. Comicsology is just taking a while school. to load. Art by Dan Reba, the guy who does the first story. So okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's no, there's no girls in it, so Bruce Tim's not gonna fuck with it. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh, but <laughs> could Barbara Gordon also be getting coffee? No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she she calls her dad, worried that he's out so late, and she's like in the, in a nightgown or something. Then he'd draw it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing page, only there to get her undressed and in, in the, the comic. <laughs> Someday we're going to get to the episode of Justice League where Zatanna, or I, that's actually in Batman the Animated Series, where Zatanna shows up. Yes. And then I have to fucking go on about how embarrassing everything about uh, Paul Dini and his love affair of Zatanna is. <laughs> oh, I I forgot to tell you, uh, Nora wanted me to pass this along. Nora yeah. put on an episode of um, Ewoks today, the Star, yes. Man, or the Star Wars spinoff cartoon, and... I, like, gasped as if I had been stabbed when I saw Paul Dini's name at the start of the credits. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a big deal until uh, Tiny Toons really blew up. Um, but we all gotta work somewhere. <laughs> I've never seen that comic, or that cartoon. I assume it's, like, hot dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, it's hot dog shit. <laughs> uh, it is nigh unwatchable. He also worked on Star Wars droids. G.I. Joe, a real American hero. Oh, he was head writer on Ewoks. Holy shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wild. That was his first, like, head writer spot. But he'd been working since the late 70s. He was on, like, Tarzan, Lord of the Jungle, Fat Albert, and the Cosby Kids. Man, fucking culture. Oh, wow. wow. (laughs) When's the last time you thought about Fat Albert? (laughs) Um... It's been it's been a while. I'll admit it's been a fucking it's, while. It's been a while. <laughs> um, the Mr. T cartoon from '83. This all predates me. I've never watched any of this shit. No, no. Tiny Toons is probably like the first thing of his that I've actually seen any of. 
He was a writer on Jam. I've watched a couple of episodes of Jam. Jam was pretty good. Oh, yeah. Jam's good. I love Jam. They made Bill and Ted's cartoon? Man, they make a cartoon out of fucking anything in the 80s and 90s. They... (laughs) There was a Clerks show. Yeah, that's different, because that's, like, a tie-in when, like, all the kids... Like, all the college kids are watching uh, Adult Swim. Like, of course they made a Clerks show then. Yeah. Um... Anyway... Yeah, we're done. Thanks, everyone. Um, I I guess it's already that's just already happened. So um, the New Year's thing that already happened. So I hope you had a good one. And uh, here's to not missing too many episodes this year. We'll do our best. <laughs> I think now that I'm not going to move again, you know, you, you, you knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> unless unless my life goes real sideways in a way that i cannot foresee right now i'm not moving again. i'm just saying I'm, yes no i i get it but you say that and you just invite disaster <laughs> where can people find you online you can find me on twitter at em underscore being my news resolution is to tweet more on main so hopefully i can be annoying in your life if you follow me there uh, you can find all of my podcasts at abnormalmapping.com. There's a bunch of them. Check out our last episode of Abnormal Mapping on Moon Remix RPG Adventure, which is a very good game I liked a lot and would like people to listen about and maybe check out and play. You can find me on Twitter at autumnal underscore coffee. Uh, all my other podcasts at exportodd.io. We got links to everything there. You can also give us a dollar a month and get access to most of the shows early. Um, you get this show, you get back end, you get, uh, stairwells, hot singles, and a couple others, I think. Uh, and also, um, if you give us $5 a month, you can listen to Pop Town Funk, a podcast where Nora and I roll Funko Pops and, uh, watch movies or play games or what have you. Um, we're going to be watching Death Kappa soon, which we're having trouble finding, so that'll be fun. But, <laughs> um, uh, Yeah. Uh, 7th and 21st of every month so yeah that'll be exciting um this podcast uh as autumn said will come out every monday you get a week early export odd.io um but the free feed is at export odd.io slash batman share that around tell your friends um you know we love having easy batman stuff to do so if you've got other one-shot comics you're like this would be a good fit for x or y uh hit one of us up uh just go to the discord go to abnormalmapping.com look for the discord link we we post about this in export chat that's where Mm -hmm. it usually goes so yeah um that'll be that until next time batman